Welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Robbins. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Omer Awan. We'll be discussing his article about the fundamentals of preparing and delivering compelling educational presentations. He'll also be sharing tips for using Aquifer resources effectively in a variety of engaging active learning formats to improve learning retention and transfer. Dr. Awan is an Associate Professor of Radiology and Associate Vice Chair of Education at the University of Maryland School of Medicine. He's also a teaching and learning lead for Aquifer Radiology. So Omer, I'm really excited to speak with you today. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much, Lynn, and absolutely love Aquifer and love the medical education space and excited to talk about this today. Well, it's clear that you do love the medical education space. And I think I'm going to begin with the article that you wrote because you addressed a challenge that everybody faces, which is how to deliver an effective lecture. You have in there some universal points that I'd love for you to share with us. Yeah, no, I think that it's a topic that's not really discussed enough, how to deliver a talk or how to teach. And I think that people really need formal training to do it effectively. The speaker has to be able to engage his or her audience in a way that attracts their attention, that keeps them hooked. You have to be confident. You have to come off as someone that's an expert in their field. Just being relatable. If the audience finds that you're a very relatable person, they're more likely to be engaged. They're more likely to listen to what you have to say, and they're more likely to be motivated by the learning that you're doing, right? And of course, my favorite quality is, is how passionate you are. The more energy that you give when you're giving a talk and the more enthusiastic you are when you're speaking about a topic, that will really resonate with the crowd that will allow the person to be more in tune with you. And they'll want to learn about what you're talking about because they know that, wow, this person really cares about this topic. Maybe I should care about this topic as well. And are these qualities that educators can learn and develop over time? All of these qualities can be learned. All these with practice makes perfect. The more you practice, the more you have someone coach you, the more you record yourself and have someone you know critique you, these things allow you to hone in and gain proficiency in speaking. I think it's easy to label the qualities you've just talked about as inborn and immutable. So I like your emphasis on the role of practice in developing them. In your article, you also emphasize how important it is to develop a content delivery style. Tell me about that. Yeah. The content, first of all, needs to be engaging. And a very important principle is that it needs to be audience-centered. And I think that is something that people don't understand. The presentation is not about you. It's about them. It's about the audience, right? It's, it's what the, your learners need. It makes no sense to have a PowerPoint presentation where you list 15 or 20 things on one slide and no one's going to remember anything when they walk out of the room five minutes later. A more effective way to do it would probably be putting one or two teaching points on a slide, talking about it, telling a story, allowing them to internalize the information. And one or two months from now, when you ask them about it, they remember it. Making it audience-centered and having it centered on their needs is very crucial in terms of the content that you're delivering. That's a really important point, and I just want to follow up on it. So very often, speakers 
are, you know, it's a one, one and done. So do you have some tips for people who might need to establish a relationship in the context of their one lecture in a course? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to deliver that content, one of which is just using humor. If you start the lecture, making your audience laugh, mm-hmm. that can work wonders in terms of how engaged your audience is going to be smiling, you know, asking questions, you know, asking them questions, getting them being, making it as interactive as possible, having these, you know, multiple choice questions, audience response, getting people involved, having them interact with your lecture, I think can work wonders in the way your lecture is received by your learners. And I love that. I think even just asking questions or polling sometimes gives you insight into where your audience might need some additional help in understanding what it is that you're trying to deliver. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Yeah. And so then you started to talk about delivery and you mentioned telling stories, focusing on details in your article. How about maybe you could elaborate on those things? Yeah. It's important to give the learner something that will affect them and impact them in a way that they're going to retain the knowledge, not just two minutes after your lecture, but something that they can practically use a month from now or even three months from now. Many people get bogged down by putting everything they can possibly (laughs) remember on one PowerPoint slide. Uh, And and we're laughing now because we think that's ridiculous, but that's literally what happens 85% of the time. Because we, we, as educators, we feel that we need to impart everything we know onto the learner at one time. And, you know, if we don't talk about everything about pancreatic tumors, then we're doing a disservice to our learners. But in fact, the reverse is true. If you give less, sometimes that's giving more, because if you talk about just the one or two salient points that they really need to learn, they're more likely to remember that than the 17 facts that you're putting on one PowerPoint slide. The other thing about telling stories, I think, is very, very important in in medical education because, you know, learners typically attach emotion to these stories and it allows them to retain that information in a more powerful way. There's something in thoracic radiology called crazy paving, which is a, a imaging pattern in the lung that we see that has a wide differential that could include things like pulmonary edema, hemorrhage, uh, infection, even sarcoidosis could look like that. But I will tell you that if I were ever to teach this to trainees, I would talk about my mother, right? And I would talk about how she came into the ED, she was coughing up blood, and this was the appearance of her lungs. And I can assure you, if I said, if I told this story about my mother, all of my trainees would remember what crazy paving is, because I related it to the most important figure in my life, how it was devastating for me, and then that emotion would get attached to my trainees, and they would probably remember this for a long time. People can remember the patients and the patient's circumstances and the emotions surrounding patients much better than they can, as you say, about the crazy paving (laughs) (laughs) that's sort of disconnected from anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're a big fan of flipped classroom and we've sort of been talking about a lot of flipped classroom techniques, but now we're gonna name it. My students like absolutely love this method. Again, it's all about being audience-centered. In a flipped classroom, you're giving people homework to do beforehand. It may be watching a video, a YouTube video. It may be you know, reading a peer-reviewed article. So they're getting, gaining some information before the classroom starts. And then they come into the flipped classroom and you're applying that knowledge 
to more higher order learning. So you're applying and synthesizing that knowledge and applying it to different skills or different uh, you know, resources. So you're gaining a higher level of knowledge in the classroom. So the attention really comes on to the students. So the, the, the teacher is more like a coach. This is where aquifer really shines. If you take radiology, for example, you know, we have a list of 21 modules that are geared towards prior, you know, homework for before like a flipped classroom. So, you know, there's a case on chest masses or chest infection. Students can go through the case, learn the case, interact with the case prior to a radiology lecture. And by the way, those lectures that a teacher will give are all pre-made by Aquifer. So they're really high-end, high-level lectures that the lecturer can give as part of a flipped classroom. It's a great opportunity to further strengthen and to solidify the knowledge that, that exists. There are these pre-developed materials, right? You could just come in and go through the PowerPoints of Aquifer. How do you make sure that that's not the way that people are using yeah. that? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of ways you can do it, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, I like to institute peer learning. Typically what I'll do is if I'm teaching a radiology lecture, I'll send five cases. I'll say, hey, take a look at these five unknown cases before lecture. We'll meet in two days from now and we'll discuss the case. So then when they come into the, they'll, they'll have all looked at the lecture. I may have also assigned like a YouTube video on my YouTube channel and then I'll divide them into five different groups. Each resident will only take one of those cases and, and it'll be a diverse array of people. So like there may be some fourth year radiology residents in a group, some third year, some second year, some first year. So then they all meet for 10 or 15 minutes and discuss the case. So there's a lot of peer-to-peer -peer learning that's happening. Fourth years are typically teaching or the senior residents are typically teaching junior residents, you know, the nuances of the cases and they're, and they're reviewing the cases. And then after 10 or 15 minutes are up, then I'll have one representative go through the entire case for the rest of the group. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally the, the, the residents that are teaching each other and they're teaching the entire class. And I'm just there as a facilitator, just in, to make sure that what they're saying is correct, you know, to give additional pearls if, you know, some of, the, some, some of them didn't talk about it. So really there's just a ton of active learning that's occurring. Peers are teaching peers. There's tremendous benefits to peer-to-peer -peer learning. You're more likely to listen to your own peer tell you something versus an educator like myself tell you something. Um, and it, it's, it's just beautiful. It's wonderful. And, and they like it. And I can tell you that this does improve their performance, you know, on, you know, on their rotations, on, you know, you know, standardized exams that they take. I mean, this is, it's a very powerful tool. We've talked a lot about students, but let's talk about the faculty a little bit here. What's the advantage to faculty of having these sort of prepackaged cases and and lecture notes. Yeah, so I think, Lynn, what you're referring to is the aquifer uh, prepackaged lecture that, that, that is available to anyone who subscribes to aquifer. You know, they have access. So for in radiology, for example, you know, the students have these 21 modules that they go through, but for each module, there's a pre-made lecture that, uh, that a faculty has access to. So if they don't have, if they haven't made one themselves, they can deliver this. So that's the real advantage that they don't, it decreases the amount of work that a faculty has to have when delivering a lecture because they have the lecture there with you know notes, slides, and everything that they need to deliver that lecture. So this is a huge benefit, especially in the modern era of medical education where 
we have less and less time. We're asked to do more clinically. You know, we're asked to give lectures, but oftentimes because of increasing volumes and the patients that we see or the studies that we read in the case of radiology, we don't have the time to actually to make that lecture. Aquifer is beautiful because it allows that lecture to be made already. And then it's also just very important because it's, it gives you the opportunity to give lectures, you know, across disciplines. So, you know, let's say there's a major need for radiology to be taught, but we, they don't, you don't have radiologists in your hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in internal medicine, you know, you can tap into these, you know, radiology lectures and, and a, you know, you have access to that material and you have access to being able to, to show that because these lectures are already pre-prepared. It's important to make these materials your own. Otherwise, it, it would hardly be engaging, right? So yeah. what are some of the ways that you can make somebody's pre-made materials your own? Yeah, I think that's tough. And that's a great question because, you know, I think the best thing to do in that case is to tailor it to your needs. Add, delete some slides, you know, what tailor it to how you want it and what your learners need. So there may be a PowerPoint of, 40 slides on chest masses, but you've realized that, you know, for my learners, they more likely see seminomas, teratomas, lymphoma. I'm going to focus it. I'm going to cut 15 of these slides, keep 25 of them, maybe add two or three to tailor it to what my learners really need, right? So that's how you do it. That's how you make it your own. You embrace it as your own by tailoring it to what you need. So I'm curious, how'd you get so smart about this? I love this stuff. I love this art of presentation and this skill. It's a skill. It's a skill, Lynn. And I think it takes time and it takes effort, just like anything in life. And, you know, the more you practice it and the more you watch other people do it, the more you actively learn from other people, see how they improvise. This is how we all get better and we all can get better and we all absolutely should want to get better. I really appreciate your taking the time to speak with me today. I think you've given us a lot to think about. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lynn. I'm very, very honored to do this. And it's something that I feel uh, really strongly about. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. Show notes from today's episode with additional links and resources are available on aquifer.org. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts and follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, If you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.